Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Marking Out the Day's Extreme Watchalongs, presented to you by the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and as always, I am joined by the windmill of a pile-driving, neck-breaking, back-breaking, bear-hugging, wrist-locking, knee-flopping, toe-holding, son-of-a-son-of-a-gun, meaner than a rattlesnake, tougher than a shoe-leather, more dangerous than a hollow-eyed scorpion, and he's not an old fool, Dave Rosenbluth, bitch. I like Dave. that one. You you practiced that one, didn't you? That's why we took a I break did. from our I last did. recording, so you yes. could practice that. All right, I, I, I can respect that. I, now now I got to step up my game. Now I gotta I gotta I gotta come up with an intro for you. So you'll you'll carry the rest of April for us, as this is. Uh, oh, thanks. April. <laughs> thanks. I you'll, it. you'll you'll come up with the rest of the intros then. All um, right. Yeah, it, it's it, it's April first, nineteen ninety seven. April no Fools. April Fools. Yeah. No, no, no jokes yet. I mean, I mean, we'll see as we go along. But uh, yeah, it's April first, nineteen ninety-seven. Watch along for Hardcore TV. If you are not familiar with the show, Dave and I go back and watch ECW Hardcore TV from the year nineteen ninety-seven. We are actually on April Fool's Day, nineteen ninety-seven, episode fourteen, season five. You can cue along on the Peacock if you want to watch along with us. Dave and I have been doing this for a while. Dave, you got a lot of stuff going on with kicking out at two on your show. What's going on uh, around this time now? Uh, well, we got a lot of WrestleMania content, so um, a lot of a lot of WrestleMania content out in the streams. We're, Tis we're the season. In- Tis the season. We are back in the saddle as we're recording this. It is you know, we are approaching WrestleMania weekend, so this show will be dropping WrestleMania weekend. But while you, after you listen to this show, check out some of the archive stuff that Kicking Out of Two's got going on. We got a Hogan Rock WrestleMania 18 watch along. That's that's a, that's a pretty fun one. We got a Bret Hart Steve Austin WrestleMania 18 watch along. We also have a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Macho Man Randy Savage WrestleMania 3 watch along. As my father joined me for the first time, and the reason why my father joined me, I've said this on previous shows, but for those that are just new and listening to the show. Uh, my father took me to see WrestleMania 4 in a movie theater. Um, so click on the link and watch along with us as my father and I watch Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Randy Savage back from WrestleMania 3, 35 years to the day. So we recorded it on the 35-year anniversary, and it dropped earlier this week. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, go check that out, as well as a special bonus edition of Kicking Out of Two, because if WrestleMania can be the most stupendous two-night event in all of sports and entertainment history, then why can't Kicking Out at Two have the most stupendous two-recording event, two-podcast event in all of Retromania? As we present yeah. to you a special bonus watch-along of WrestleMania 8, approaching the 30th anniversary of that event. Dennis returns to his co-hosting duties. We sit back, we watch that show from start to finish. We talk about the landscape of the WWF in 1992, the steroid trial, what would have happened if the card had changed, what would have happened if it was Hogan and Flair instead of Hogan and Sid. We also, Dennis also had this, this, I don't know what was going on with him that day when we were recording, but um, Dennis had this, this this idea in his head that he thought that CM Punk was a better promo than Roddy Piper. Uh oh. And you just go back and listen to it. You, you'll you'll you can hear the befuddlement in my voice as I'm trying to understand the crazy mind that is one of my dear friends and my co-host and kicking out of two, Dennis J. Levy, the wild card himself. So be on the lookout for all that great content over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network by searching Retromania with a W. You can find all that content as well as so much more on any podcasting platform available when you search Retromania with a W. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we got we got loaded content. I mean, we're going to be dropping shows like crazy for WrestleMania weekend. So if yeah. NXT Stand and Deliver doesn't deliver for you, Come take a listen. Go down nostalgic memory lane and check out some old ECW stuff with us or some of the WrestleMania content that we've put out over at Kicking Out at 2. Absolutely. And as always, 
Like Dave said, you can find that on any podcasting flat platform by searching Retromania with a W. We have hundreds of hours, hundreds of episodes. Give us a like, give us a share, give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow. Our home is at Podbean, and everything is kind of organized there. And you can just, you know, archive, search 1997, and it'll pull up some episodes uh, for the hashtags. And uh, you can go through this illustrious year like we have been doing. Um, and if you want to watch along with us, like we do on this watch along episode, you can queue up the peacock now. And we like to say five, four, three, two, one. And when we say play, you hit play and watch along with us. Or you can always listen along with us. We drop some factoids, some banter here and there, and we always, you know, run it back to nowadays. It's a retroactive, uh, it's a retrospective podcast. So it's always, uh, it's always evergreen content, and it's been a lot of fun here on this ride in 1997. Let's get started, Dave. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, five, four, three. Two, one, hit, play. All right, great, good stuff here. Yeah, great way to open the show. As we as we see Shane Douglas, who's he got there? Is that Rick Root? Is he trying to pull the mask off of Rick Root? Okay. And then we got Show Me the Money, Bryant. Damn, look at Francine. Holy cow! Looked like she fucking. She skipped her shift at the strip joint to attend this event. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, she's no no dis, no disrespect to, to you know Francine currently. I mean, she's a she's a pretty good follow on social media. She, um, she's not as involved in wrestling anymore. She does the convention circuit and you know, she talks about her kids and her husband a lot. So, uh, but yeah, back then in 1997, holy cow! You know, she was yeah. she. she she was she was on the on the on the minds and the palms of every young teenage boy that uh, that 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 had watched ECW during that time frame. Man, alive. absolutely. I've talked about that before. How I was I was attracted to the women. There was even even a magazine at the time called Women of Wrestling. W or website at the time called uh, Women of Wrestling. W O W. Wow. It was it was a magazine. There was a magazine and then a website, I believe, and it was just okay. all the pictures of their bikini shoots or anything that they could get from the ring, uh, like okay. upskirt shots. I, mean, I, or... I, I vaguely remember that. I vaguely remember that. I think I saw that like a like a Borders Books or a Barnes and Noble or something. Wasn't in the checkout line at the grocery store next to the uh, next to the, the the Globe magazine that gave you the the seven hundred fifty seventh story on Elvis on an Elvis sighting. But um, yeah, I remember. I vaguely remember seeing those magazines. Well, I, you know, I, I have spoke about this before. Like I was kind of like, I got the gist of what ECW was from the magazines at the time. And I mm-hmm. really hadn't watched a tape because it was kind of, you know, bootleg ish tapes at the time for yep. ECW. They didn't really have much content out there that I knew of getting as a, as a nine year old, 10 year old. Um, but I did get the pro wrestling illustrated almanac for 1997. Oh really? Okay. So that, that, that was at, that was at the end of the year. Um, that was okay. my peak, you know, fandom um, after the Montreal Screwjob and all that stuff uh, mm-hmm. from this from this year, and that gave me so much insight into the history of who had been there. Like I, I had found out that um, that Jimmy Superfly Snooker was a former ECW champion. You know? Yes. And I, yes it it he was, was just amazing looking at the almanac at the time. I was I was getting my history in. That's when I first really became like and oh. thrilled with the history of wrestling. <clears throat> and seeing that uh one Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat had had matches for the television title in the seventies and into the eighties. You know, it yeah. was just uh it, it was just uh my it was eye opening for me to say the least. Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny too, because you know, with the way that our world has evolved, especially twenty five years later, you don't need an almanac anymore. You could just Google it. And right it's there, you know, it's it, it's a, it's amazing how far we've come when it comes to being able to to find content. It's it, it really is. I'm, I'm I'm truly amazed by it. I mean, back in '97, you know, you said that you know there wasn't a whole lot of means to to, to finding uh, prior ECW content. There is the big tape trading world, and I remember when I was a kid, I I used to. I mean, I didn't I couldn't afford to you know go and just buy these random tapes and then trade them with people. Um, but you know, I used to make a list of like tapes I wanted, or I would make them into like best of tapes. 
and and like copy tapes with like two VCRs. Like it was it was pretty wild. Oh, yeah. Like now and now look at I don't even have to imagine if I went through all that trouble and all the tapes I had. I mean I did have a fair amount of VHS tapes and DVDs from things I've I've acquired over the years. And then once the network became a thing, I got rid of all that stuff. And um, it was it was a hard pill to swallow at first because I was like, damn, I spent so much money on this. Now I got to get rid of it because it's all on the it's all on the cock. Or it, at the time it was the network. Um, when it was much better, you know, definitely much better. The interface was better, not this bullshit peacock that. We, yeah, we I mean, I still, I still think about like, in some ways, I, I do want the the actual physical media because you never know what's going to happen with this digital media, and mm-hmm. of course, they've edited it and screwed some of it up. I mean, but yeah, I cannot house hundreds of hundreds of uh, VHS tapes or DVDs for that matter. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling action figure collector, and I belong to a couple of groups on social media. But there are still there's still a market out there for wrestling fans to buy older VHS tapes and even DVDs. Um, and you see people selling off big lots. Uh, you know, I went to like the local Fye, uh, you know, CD store, and and dumped all my DVDs there. And and so I I'm, I think I managed to get like a couple hundred bucks for all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, maybe I should have just saved them and, and, and hawked them on Facebook or eBay because there is a market out there for people wanting to buy that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I got I got privileged to be part of a uh, a little wrestling uh, group with my buddy Dan. It's the South Philly Public Library on Plex, and it's thousands of thousands of thousands of uh, wrestling promotions and, and old tapes that are transferred to digital mm-hmm. um, and just all the uncensored content from ECW, from WWF, the commercials, some of the stuff in there, um, some promotions that you've never heard of, IWA from the 1970s. Um, wow. Yeah, all the Smoky Mountain, all the Stampede wrestling, even till 1999. You have, like everything everything you can think of i really appreciate that uh and it's it's just fun to go back to watch that but i don't know how long you know if that's going to be a permanent thing you know you know sometimes things happen with uh as we've we've seen the wwe network transfers to peacock and this coming wrestlemania weekend the peacock is now being offered for three dollars and eighty cents really for 12 months is it is it the the, the commercial free or is it the or is it the I, premium I, I one don't or know, is it the but I, I'm just in I'm just in shock. You know, like the way we digest media because you know VHS used to cost like forty dollars to twenty dollars to you know maybe went down to ten bucks or whatever, and now we yep. get this this all this quote unquote all this content uh, for for three dollars or eighty cents a month. Man, what is the value of WrestleMania now? Like it's still a name, but you know how are the how are they making money with this content? Oh, it's 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 the, it's the television contract is really what it is. If yeah. you think about it, you know the I don't know what kind of deal that they got to license their their content through Peacock to be the exclusive home of it, but um, it's it's really the big television contracts. You know the you. I've seen a lot of fans lately when it comes to WrestleMania talk about like, oh, they're not going to be able to fill the, the stadium for two nights. Well, they're, they're getting a good like 60,000, close to 70,000 each night. Um, you know, that's 120 to 140,000 people for two nights. So that's not too shabby, I, I, I must say. Um, you know, to try and get 200,000 people uh, for, for, for two nights, 100,000 apiece is a, is a pretty tall ask. Uh, of yeah. them, especially with today's market and today's you know economy with the inflation and you know people are just starting to really. I mean, well, I, they'll, I don't, they'll, I don't they'll do their own inflating anyhow of the. Oh, number. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure they will. You know, bump up the the, the attendance, um, just like they did the last time WrestleMania was in Dallas. But um, you know, it's the the TV contracts is where it's at for them. Like that's that's their highest source of revenue. Anything else is, is secondary. You know, ticket sales and pay per view buys used to be a thing, and not saying that they 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 don't care about people not coming to the shows, but it's not of as great importance. Um, and it's just interesting that TV is their biggest income as far as uh, you know for media, but you know, TV quote unquote has been dying for some years. Yeah, you know? I mean it it. it well, now with the advent of streaming, and especially now that they're the exclu- you know, they're, they're exclusively on Peacock uh, for, for their for their their network, their their hub, 
um, on their network. Um, you know, streaming has kind of, in a ways, deterred people from keeping cable. But at the same time, it's also it, it's also become a way for cable to kind of hang, latch on. Like you know, like it's it's I wouldn't say it's dying because these TV networks are still making a shitload of money. But now it's a fight to make sure the networks have exclusive content on their streaming apps. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting to see wh- what they do after their contract with Peacock runs out, if they stay with them, or if they move to another service, or if they just go back to their own standalone service. Uh, but, um, I mean, it's obviously, it, it was obviously a win for them if they, if yeah. they uh, you know, if they decide to join Peacock and be a part of their 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 hub of content, if you will. I, I could see them. I mean, they have that deal with Fox. So I can see them eventually. Fox may be an option for streaming. You know, if, if Fox decides to keep SmackDown, but um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting in a couple of years, what kind of money they're going to be offered to for, when it comes to their rights fees uh, you yeah. know, at the end of their, at the end of their terms. If that moment even exists, you know, before they were talking about trying to acquire other wrestling promotion libraries, and now it's and they like, still, yeah, they still have. I mean, yeah, it's not like they don't have. You know, they have Progress and I, ICW and well, no, uh, I meant Evolve that they had and, asked questions like uh, for fans, like, would you like to see Impact or Ring of Honor? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Ring of Honor is and no now more we've now that- we've seen Ring of Honor and Impact be absorbed essentially by AEW. I I believe that there's a working agreement with AEW and Impact. Um, I think there's yeah, I think there still is. I mean, they still they use some of their talents and I, I mean a working agreement as far as money flow. Um, so I I believe Tony yeah, but I, you is, you think so though? Yes. But what uh, proof? What proof do you have of that? Or to, to it's back just your every. Everything is flowing so much. The talent that gets weaved into Impact, the storylines all make sense and flow with AEW, and they they promote a lot of AEW stuff since last year. You know, okay. I think See, there I was watch, some. Type I don't of watch Impact, agreement. so I can't really I can't really speak on it. But you never know. It could be like Vince McMahon. He's just floating fifty thousand dollars, which is like you know a hundred bucks to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every month to to Impact, you know, uh, almost I like. Mean, Vince doing with Heyman right right now in 1997. Yeah, I mean the difference though is that like Vince sending guys over to Heyman, those guys were used on TV, and 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 the ECW guys would come over to Raw every once in a while. The relationship between AEW and Impact, I didn't really see what the benefit was for Impact. I mean, yes, Kenny Omega was their world champion, and they may have gotten some some pretty strong numbers for his appearances on TV, but other than that, like. That was it. Like you didn't see too many Impact guys go over to AEW, with the exception of Gallows and Anderson. Um, so it was it, it was it was a weird working relationship that they had. But um, I think yeah, I don't know. I think Impact Impact has suited itself more of the uh, the promotion They're that like a- can be the open door the open door where guys are floating around the guys that are from Noah, new Japan from ring of honor from AEW can all go to impact and wrestle the impact yeah. quote unquote guys, you know? Well, I think what, I think what, yeah, I mean, you make a great point there because impact has, like you said, it's become that floating door. They've been a very helpful source of keeping new Japan talents booked um, because Japan is on serious COVID lockdowns. Like, yeah, like the whole country is pretty much on a legit and like a real COVID lockdown, not the bullshit we had a couple of years ago where we were still allowed to go to the grocery store and the bank and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's um, they're, they're they're keeping you know the, the, the Jay Whites and um, you know the Bullet Club guys and Gorillas of Destiny, you know those, those guys uh, involved on their programming and keeping them booked because there's no New Japan events taking place in Japan. So it's, no. it's 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 very helpful for those talents to keep booked, and also gives them another uh, another revenue stream. Yeah, they can't travel back and forth. So we've seen some uh, members and some the New Japan Strong Show, which takes place in uh, you know from the LA Dojo, and and they film over. Uh, I believe they film in they 
uh, Florida. They float around the California, Florida, uh, but they yep. bounce around. But the New Japan Strong ha- has has proven the, a presence of NW uh, New Japan in the United States. They they've built a good following. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a tag match here with Shane Douglas and uh, Raven against Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk. Absolutely. Um, What's our timestamp here? Our timestamp is currently, I am at 14 minutes and 10 seconds and counting. Awesome. So. Same here. And we saw before that, uh, it was uh, one Raven with some eyeliner that is kind of, uh, <clears throat> you know, what the girls wear nowadays. <laughs> or what the girls it's, wore back then, too. Yeah, true. But he, he said he, his groups are the freaks and the ghouls. So he hangs out with them. And Undertaker guess, wore eyeliner too every once in a while. Oh, definitely at the uh, past uh, WrestleMania 13, he was all eyelined up. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was all decked out. Oh, yeah. spit in wow. the face. That wouldn't be allowed today. That wouldn't have been allowed during COVID. No. These guys would have had still, to wear, you know, wear their I'm masks. I'm still surprised. I guess because it's a sensitive subject in a way. Why well, no wrestler is, uh, you know gotten this uh covid gimmick almost like a gorgeous george like get a girl to come out to sanitize everything you touch before oh because like you said you answered your question and you try you try not to touch the people it's sensitive you know we this argument was this this argument was made early in covid when people were critical of wwe continuing their shows you know with yes no people with an empty building um they were trying to uh, on one hand they were trying to get people's mind off of the fact that, you know, we were on lockdown, trying to create content to the best of their ability with nobody in the building um, and ignore COVID in many ways. And to some degree, you can make a strong argument that that was a good move. But then on the other hand, not acknowledging COVID on their programming left for some holes in the storytelling. If a guy had to, you know, bow out because he tested positive, at least with AEW, AEW acknowledged it on their show and then, um, you know, if a guy tested positive, they would say so and so is not going to be able to wrestle tonight because they, they they tested positive for COVID. But coming in in place of this individual, so and so is going to take on this person. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, it's a sensitive subject because it's it's one of those things that has become, you know, up until I'd say probably the first of the, you know the beginning of the year. Um, a hot button subject with people it's become politicized and i think the wrestling world was smart to kind of stay out of that you know in in a way um and just try to continue on as if you know in that wrestling bubble as if covid wasn't there so i mean it's wrestling you want to enjoy it like are there elements of pop culture and real life that you know could be implemented into the into the product that might be interesting yeah absolutely but Bringing up a COVID type storyline, no, that that'll definitely yeah. ruffle up some feathers, and and everyone will call bullshit on. Oh well, if he's got COVID, why aren't they wearing masks? You know, like actually, it's funny because when COVID was still a thing, well, and my and and they started bringing fans back. My wife was watching some of the wrestling with me, and she was like, "Well, why are these wrestlers? Why are they making the fans wear masks in the crowd? But when the wrestlers are face to face in the ring and they're cutting a cutting a promo, neither one of them's wearing a mask. You know what I mean? My wife was starting to call bullshit on, and I was like, "Yes, I know, honey. I get it. I get it. Turn over. You don't need to see any more of this. Thank you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, when uh, go when back to watching I... TikTok videos. All right, like <laughs> so when the WrestleBuds and I went to to see Ring of Honor in July of last year. Um, uh, there was like a whatever requirement for your mask. They didn't really care at the UMBC area. So we, uh, you know, we opted to kind of wear our mask around the ton of people that, but then when we got in our seats, uh, it was kind of separated. So we just had our masks off. Yeah. When I, you know? when I saw AEW in Boston, uh, in the fall, um, there was a, there was a requirement for, um, vaccination status as well as wearing a mask and so you walk in the door they they didn't even ask to see my id they asked to see my vaccination card that was it i i I go to pull my id out and they were just like nope you're all set and i walk in had the mask on um but and we were in a we were in a luxury suite so it was you know me and dennis and my brother daryl and a few of us it was a whole group of us and there was enough space in luxury seat luxury suites at you know um i think it was 
University of Boston, uh, where the arena was held. Um, Ooh. Nice, nice tope suicida by Raven over the top rope to Tommy Dreamer and Shane Douglas. Um, As you see a, oh my God, sign. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, through it, the table oh, goes geez. Raven. That looked nasty, too. Right on the noggin knocker, as Gorilla Monsoon used to say. Yeah, uh, but I yeah, was, the, the, I, the, the, I, the 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 masks and the the IDs like and the the vaccination status at least that night at AEW, um, some people enforced it and some didn't. Like I would wear one if I had to go if there if I was standing in line at the concession stand. Right. Uh, but I took it off during during you know like in my seat you know especially in the luxury box because you can move around you could stand you don't have to sit in the seats so it, yeah. It all it all depends. I know that when I went to see AEW New Jersey back in January, the we were on the floor, and they were re- they were really enforcing the masks. Like I took mine oh. off to take to 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 take a break from it, and the the usher came by and said, "Put your mask on." And I was yeah, like, "Well, I'm so- just wi- I was like, I'm just wiping my face because I was sweating, my mustache was sweating, and you know, but yeah, I never told you the story uh, when I went to New Jersey to go see the band. Uh, that we were going to go see. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I guess that was in December um, of 2021. Uh-huh. We didn't bring our vaccine cards because we weren't thinking. Yep. And we weren't allowed to get in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Really? Uh, and I uh, had to look online for it uh, uh, to no avail, but it, it was just a mess. But yeah, the, New Jersey, very strict, very strict. Um, considering how you know new jersey gets a bad rap uh, other ways but yeah they're very strict about this um, well it's funny because last, last springtime around may my wife and i went to atlantic city for the first time and we stayed at the hard rock and they were they were enforcing the masks um this was like when they started lifting the mask mandate um in some places as long as you were vaccinated and so um throughout the casino you had to wear a mask uh, when you sit down and eat at a restaurant, uh, you didn't have to wear a mask. You take it off when you're eating. Um, but they were trying to enforce mask mandates on the boardwalk outside, which was oh, wow. strange. There would be signs up there like, please wear your mask, socially distanced, six feet apart, um, unless you are fully vaccinated. Wow. So, but, but in outdoors, I was just, you know. I thought it was weird, but we're we're going off on a COVID tangent here. This is yeah, ECW. Yeah, yeah. If you ECW. if you've ever attended an ECW show, you're 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 exempt from getting COVID. <laughs> okay, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to wear a mask if you've ever been to an ECW show. If you've used the restroom at an ECW event, you definitely don't need to worry about getting COVID. That's for sure. La- last uh, last little dad joke about the the COVID thing. All right, it, go ahead. It should be a, it should be a mask versus mask match. Winner gets a shot at the title. Okay, never mind. All right, sorry. Try the fish, folks. He's here all yeah, week. Thanks, thanks, everybody. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, an all-out brawl. Terry Funk is just known for doing this. So this is a. Uh, oh, there we go. State. Show oh, me bulldozer. the money. Bulldozer up at the top of the ramp. Would you say Terry Funk is the uh, almost innovator of 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 crowd uh interaction like fighting in the crowd um i don't know because i haven't seen i know uh, i know he him and jerry lawler uh uh put together that infamous uh empty arena match in the mid-south coliseum in uh in memphis yeah. and um, then in memphis territory they did have the tupelo concession stand or whatever it was oh yeah uh, that's right that's right i remember that yeah um but i mean there were no fans in the first one it was empty arena correct but I haven't seen enough Terry Funk stuff, you know, from back then to to really call him the innovator of that. Um, I would say he's synonymous with it. Um, with, like, with with wrestling in the crowd. Yes, absolutely. Like you think he was the first one to do it? No, 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 no. I think anything like any Terry Funk match, you should expect he's going to wrestle in the crowd. Is what any I mean. ECW match, you ex- you should expect someone to wrestle in the crowd. Well, yeah, that's because that's why. Well, they because they, they love Terry. You know, because Paul loved Terry. Oh, even they, when it, was Terry all, even, it was all an homage even, to Terry. Yeah. So everyone was Terry doing the Terry Funk, Funk arrived spot. in WWF, his first like kind of like sighting in WWF later this year, he fights Stone Cold Steve Austin throughout the crowd of shot, uh, Shotgun Saturday Night. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. 
right. I mean, yeah. I guess. I mean, you're really stretching here, pal. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you I, I just, every time Terry Funk, it's, it's just the crowd stuff. Oh, and yeah. I mean, all these guys. With it. They, 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 they can't do a wrist lock from a wrist watch, so therefore they got to go fight out in the crowd. What the heck is around Tommy Dreamer's neck? Is that like a, a hose or a tube of some kind? Funk's a got leader the chair. Hosen. A leader hose. And Funk's got the chair. And there's the step over. The, the toe the, hold. The, toe wow. hold, the camel toe hold. <laughs> yeah. And from I, Raven. <laughs> to Terry oh, he Funk. just slapped the referee. Speaking of camel toes, there's Francine getting in on the action. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, sliding into camel toe territory. Do you remember the WCW Women's Cruiserweight Championship? There was a women's cruiserweight or there was a women's championship? There was a women's cruiserweight championship. You sure about that? Yes, indeed. Uh, I thought there was just a women's championship. On the April 1st edition of uh, WCW, they were filming in Johnson City, Tennessee. They had on the main event, uh, they filmed the semifinals. Uh, Malia Hasuka defeated Sonato Kato. And then uh, later in the month, uh, they would have the finals uh, with Toshi Vematsu being the first champion defeating Sonako Kato on uh, April 20th. I never knew. I, I knew that WCW tried a women's heavyweight title, like a women's title. So it title was a for, working for, agreement with uh, GAEA, uh, a, a promotion in Japan. That sounds like an insurance company. GAEA. E-A. <laughs> <laughs> All the Joshi wrestlers you need. GAEA. <laughs> Come get your cruiserweight division on. Women's somersaults, 450 splash. Yeah. We have short-term disability policies. We have life insurance policies. We got right. <laughs> oh my we God. got full if term. A, yeah. If you're doing a top rope moonsault and you hit the lady with the knees in the face, you need to call GAEA. GAEA. Yeah. The WCW uh, Women's Cruiserweight title, uh, it only lasted for a year, and it was mainly defended in... Uh, in Japan, but yeah, that there was that episode of main event on April 7, 1997, where they had the uh, crowning moment. That is wow. That is that is strange. I didn't know that. I really didn't know that. I I, I thought of a, I thought of a women's uh, championship, but not a women's cruiserweight. Like I know it was like um, like a Kiro Hokuto and uh, Medusa were yeah. were were the mainstays for the WCW Women's uh, mm-hmm. Championship. I think later that year. Later this year in 97, they brought in Luna Vachon, too. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of camel toes, Dreamer got a mouthful Briefly. of that. Oh, belly to belly by Shane Douglas. And at the time, they had Jacqueline, too, which I, I could I could have seen being a good women's wrestler. Yes. Uh, when she wasn't beating up Disco Inferno, she, yeah. she, she could have been a, a mainstay in that division as well. As we see the victory from Raven and Shane Douglas. It was interesting. Uh, we were talking over the finish there, but... Douglas hit the belly to belly and went for the cover. Raven moved Douglas out of the way so he could get the cover yep. um, on Dreamer, which I thought was uh, interesting and adding more continuity to their story. Um, yeah, because essentially the match will be. Uh, isn't the match kind of convoluted where it's a tag match where if you the winner, the, whoever gets the pinfall gets the championship? For what yeah. against Raven at the paper? Yeah, for the ECW. It's three, yeah, it's a three-way yeah. dance. Funk, Dreamer, Funk, Sandman, and Richards. The yes, winner yes, faces yes. Raven immediately following. Yes. Yeah. There we go. No That's tag match. Yeah, just a three-way. Just three dudes in a three-way, going at it, <laughs> going to town with their shirts off. Some of gonna them. taste each other. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I fucking oh man, I can't yeah. I just can't. That was, it was it was painful to watch. The Taz and you know he was so redundant. I'm gonna taste yeah. you, Sabu. I'm gonna taste you. You're the underdog. I'm gonna lick under your carriage and I'm gonna taste you. <laughs> then I'm gonna kill you. And after I kill you, I'm gonna taste you some more, T- Sabu. I can taste you right now. You know what? As a matter of fact, you 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 taste so good. I can't wait to taste you on the 13th. I'm going to taste you again. And then after I'm done tasting you, maybe I might taste you some more. And I'm going to taste your undercarriage. And then, I don't know, I'm going to have to put some hot sauce oh, on it. And maybe put you in a gujikatami. But I'm going to taste you, Sabu. Then I'm going to kill you. And then it's going to be over. And then the legend of Sabu is going to die after I taste you. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking unreal. Oh, boy. Thank Here's the 12th rematch between the Dudleys and, and uh, the Eliminator, Saturn and Cronus here. Yeah, Not that anyone's going to want to pay to see them wrestle at the pay-per-view or anything, you know. I know. <laughs> Unless there wasn't the original creative for them. It's like WWE booking now, where they just book the same match into oblivion. All right, so I, I, I had a disagreement with my wife about this, okay? So we were at lunch the other day, and, you know, she said, when's WrestleMania? And I was like, it's actually this weekend. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. She goes, on Sunday? I go, it's on Saturday and Sunday. It's the most stupendous two-night event in all of sports entertainment history. And and I said it just like that, too. And she, she thought I was pretty weird for saying it. She goes, well, what match are you looking forward to? And I was like, well, Edge and AJ Styles looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I go, I'm really interested in Roman and Brock. She was like, they've done that match, though. I go, yeah, but the story's different now. Roman's a bad guy. Brock's a good guy. She goes, but they've done that match. Nobody wants to see that. And I'm like, all right, maybe you and the other... 37 other virgins that still watch this shit but there are some people that do want to see that match i think that i know you're not a big and we could kind of talk about it as we're watching over this garbage with new jack but um i know you're not a big proponent of wwe programming i still watch you know from time to time um i fast forward through a lot of stuff but i make sure i watch a lot of roman stuff because he's been the brightest spot in the last two years of their programming very good you know his and I think his story has been great with everything and everyone involved, even the stuff with Brock. People think it's boring, but I really think from start to finish, when Roman, you know, evolved and and with this character transformation during COVID, and as well, and when they were when fans returned, and then when Brock came back last summer, I think it's been a really well told story uh, between the two of them. And I'm actually looking forward. I mean, this definitely deserves to be the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. Um, to me, you know, WrestleMania has almost felt hollow for some years now. And it got even worse during the pandemic when there was no crowd. That was one of the worst WrestleManias I've I've just... I mean, yeah. the, talent, the in-ring talent is great, but there's just... It's about the story and the feel. You yep. you talk about 1997, Stone Cold and Bret Hart. That was WrestleMania. There was yes. a feeling there. The yep. biggest thing going into this WrestleMania is Kevin Owens and Stone Cold, which they hot shotted like three weeks ago. Yeah, um, and and then you, the long story, the long term booking of Brock and Roman. Now I do want to see that match, but is it going to be like the typical Roman and Brock match? Uh, I'm sorry, Brock and Goldberg match where it's about 10 minutes long? Or are we going to see a long 20-minute bout? What, do you, what, what are your feelings? I think, we'll, I think, I think it, will, it will go no, no more than 20. Um, but I don't think – I'm going to say a solid 15. I think it's going to okay. be a solid 15 minutes. Um, with, with 30 minutes of entrance. Yeah, the entrances are going <laughs> to take up a good chunk of time. That's for sure. Um I will say the Kevin Owens Austin thing. I wasn't a big fan of it going in. It's not technically an official match, so I'm not like losing losing my mind over the fact. But I, d- depending on Austin's performance in this fight sequence, I guess is what it's probably going to be between him and uh, and and Owens. Oh, powder to the eyes by cocaine, uh, folks. That just gets him fueled up. <laughs> That's what they use yeah. in ECW. Yeah, hit me with the eight ball. <laughs> but and then Dave, Austin, give me a ride. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> continuity, Jesus. continuity, yeah, only here on marking out the days. Um, yeah. But yeah, depending on Austin's fight sequence and how that goes, I if he's in good shape and the story's right, and obviously the money's right for him, I'd like to see him have you know one or two more big matches. You know. Mm. Like, you know, a, a match maybe with, like, like I'd love to see a match with him and Roman. You know, because Roman, wow. Roman, na- Roman name-dropped him on TV the other night and said, you know, because the fans were doing the what chance. He was like, what? He's like, yeah, I'd smash Steve Austin, too, if he was here. So I'm kind of hoping that WrestleMania Night 2 ends with Roman standing over Brock and then the glass breaks and Austin comes to confront him. And that's maybe how they set up something for them at, like, SummerSlam. 
for a 53-year-old Stone Cold Steve Austin to challenge hey. him at SummerSlam? No, nobody, nobody complained when it was Hogan. When Hogan did it 20 years You're ago. You're right. You're right. No, nobody complained when Hogan was wrestling The Rock. Nobody he was complained 48. When Hogan. He was 48, though. Still, regardless, most wrestling fans look at anything 40 and over as over the hill. I you could know? see him carrying. I could see him carrying a match, and to this degree, where we have this cinematic uh, matches, I could. I I told you this uh, via text the other day. I th- I think that they're they're gearing up for like some type of uh, cinematic match with him and Kevin Owens. I, th- I you where, know what? I was, where it I was, leads I was, into the arena or it goes out of the arena and then comes yeah. back later. You know. I th- yeah. I think it, there's a good chance it might be an ongoing thread from maybe night one going into night two. You uh-huh. know. Where, where where maybe Austin does something stupid where he, like, kidnaps Kevin Owens or something. They close out WrestleMania night one with Owens, you know, tied up in the back of the truck. And Austin j- pulls off. And then they, they kind of use that as the common thread for night two. I could see something yeah. like that. I could also yep. see the cinematic thing working for the, the Sami Zayn-Johnny Knoxville match. Um, doing oh, some boy. jackass-type stunts. Um, yeah. Between the two of them. I, could, I can kind of see them going in that route. But... Um, Nonetheless, you're right. WrestleMania hasn't felt like WrestleMania in quite some time. And I think this year is probably the first year since God knows how long. I want to say since WrestleMania 31, where WrestleMania has felt like a WrestleMania. Absolutely. Um, Because even with 31, even 31 was kind of like. You know, you're. you're, you're, Going into it, going into it, it was. was, you, you, You weren't too impressed with the card. Yeah, you had Sting Correct. and Triple H, and you had Brock and Roman, and Undertaker and Bray Wyatt, and you know names like that. But then when they delivered, man, whew. oh yeah, like that's, easy, think, that's easily that's easily a top they, five WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that's where they got into the habit, though. After that, of relying too much on the outside celebrity stuff, like for and these like these big matches, but they don't they don't have enough foresight to 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 book it in a strong way. Unlike Brock and Roman, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But uh, all yep. these other stories just kind of seem like really quick, you know? Yeah, Edge AJ seems pretty quick, although I think that's going to move past WrestleMania. I, I don't think we're going to see um, – I don't think that's a one-time deal. The, the Pat McAfee-Austin Theory thing, um, that seems pretty quick. Uh, what's what's Vince's reason behind protecting Theory with McAfee? And what, what's he? why is he giving McAfee a match? We don't really have an explanation for that. Um, the tag titles with, with Orton and, and, uh, Alpha and the Street Profits, that's been brewing for a little while. So there is some, there is some continuity and some history between those two there. Um, the girls stuff has been pretty solid between Becky and and Bianca and even Sasha or Charlotte and, uh, Rhonda. So, I mean, there's some, but then there are others that have just been like hot shot and, you know, like the Usos against Nakamura and, and fucking Boogerhead, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, Boogs. Why, why? What's the point? Like, why couldn't you just, I don't know, whatever. Like, they need to merge those tag belts because there's not enough tag teams to to sustain two divisions, in my opinion. That's just, that's just the God's honest truth right there. Um, Let alone the women's titles and championships that they have. Well, yeah, they have, they're going to have a four-way women's tag, and, and, you know, that was just kind of thrown together, you know? So there are some a lot. But if you think about it, Kobe, look at this. If you think about it, you go back to older WrestleManias, all right? Go back to some older WrestleManias. They're still kind of using the same formula now yeah. when it comes to building WrestleMania matches. There's maybe three, four, five matches at best that they used to – put some serious build into, and everything else was thrown together. They would make an True. announcement that so-and-so was going to wrestle so-and-so, and that's how the story started. You know what I mean? That they were going to have a match at WrestleMania. They didn't have to have history before, but the way that they told the story back then, it was, you know, let's say it was fucking, you know, uh, Dino Bravo against Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? You know, right. or... Or, or whatever, you know, the Rockers against Haku and the Barbarian. They didn't have no beef on TV until right. they announced the match that they were going to be wrestling each other, and then they made a story out of it. So, yeah. It, well, you look it, at you, you look at uh, WrestleMania 13 that just passed in our timeline of 1997. That yep. you, know, you know we're on now. That was kind of thrown together too because of circumstances with certain wrestlers. But the longest story being booked would have been, uh, I guess, Austin and Brett 
yep. which they they weren't planning to go that direction, or even um, or even or even uh, Ahmed Johnson with the Nation. You know, when he had I was the, just going to say the LOD. That. And, yeah, and then that got thrown in there. You know, the yeah. LOD got thrown in there. Um, yeah. Uh, so I I think they focus more on WrestleMania 14. You know, e- even with uh, Mike Tyson being the special guest referee there was a lot more foresight uh between ken shamrock and the rock then you had um the mixed tag kane, K- yeah um undertaker and kane oh right? yeah every, every it's funny because like kevin nash said it once on a, a broken skull session he said that he he, he described as that wrestlemania where every match had a movie quality trailer before the match mm-hmm. and for the most part with the exception of the battle royal at the beginning when the LOD returned, and then like the light heavyweight match with Taka and Aguila, every match had a story. Every yep. match had something going into it and some importance and stakes and history behind it, you know. And there wasn't just a match that was thrown together. Um, but there's also the beauty, and like I've said before, there's the beauty in having those WrestleManias from the past where matches were just thrown together and the story had begun when they announced that they were going to wrestle each other. Like, WrestleMania 7 is one of my favorite WrestleManias to watch, start to finish, because there's a lo- there, are, there are some stories going into it, you know, some main stories, but then there are other matches that were just announced and, like, the people were just still into the match, you know? The people were still into the performers. They didn't... Nowadays... Most fans complain, well, there's no story. There's no reason why these two are fighting. Give me a reason to care. Yeah. And I understand that to a certain degree. But at the same time, sometimes they can't just enjoy the match for what it is. Maybe it's going to be a fucking banger of a match. You know, maybe these two guys are going to, you know, steal the show. You know, like you, you, you never know. And I think the, the WrestleMania name itself sells the show and has always sold the show for quite some. God damn, this is an Ooh. ugly match. Yeah, man. We've been talking. I mean, I'm glad we're talking over an ugly match, but this has been fucking brutal. Chairs, Sabu bumps, chairs, everywhere. Spot, yeah. botched spots like crazy. The referee probably is going to have to have back surgery. Uh, yeah, Heyman, Heyman's not going to be able to afford to pay it. You know, <laughs> like holy cow! All right, let's tie it in with uh, right now and the uh, WrestleMania talk. Okay. Uh, Barely legal is coming up. That's their big show. What? Yep. You know. What would be your WrestleMania card for ECW if they had their WrestleMania? Um, I would look to a lot of past rivalries to kind of like come to a head. So like a Tommy Dreamer and a Raven. Yep. Um, maybe like a Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Sandman, like a three-way. Because Raven seemed to have issues with those guys the most. Um a Taz and a Sabu, definitely that was a heated rivalry. An RVD and a Jerry Lynn. Um, you could put you could put the Dudleys with just about anybody, but I'd probably put the Dudleys with. Um, I'm trying to think of a team. Oh Jesus! Taz, wow! What the heck? They just Taz just threw Sabu and Luis Piccoli oh, from the top rope goodness. in the suplex position over to the table on the outside. Pretty um, the Dudleys, where would they fit in? They would fit in on the show somewhere. Um, I would have done. I would have done. I would have held off with the Dudleys and just had it be that ladder match with like Mustafa, the Gangsters, the Dudleys, and the Eliminators for the tag titles. Okay. You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah. I would have done something different. I would have done Sandman versus Shane Douglas. You know, uh, I didn't even think the, of Shane Douglas. The uh, the you know the 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 franchise. This guy that's a wrestler, the the innovator of ECW, basically going extreme to their 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 boy. You know the the beer yeah. drinking, cigarette smoking Sandman. And then I would have had you know obviously Sabu and Taz. That's undeniable. But I would have had um, a three way: Raven, Tommy Dreamer, and Terry Funk. Oh, okay. All right. Hard one to choose, and Terry and Terry Funk, you know, is kind of putting his career on the line as well. But I would have Tommy Dreamer come out on top, pinning Raven, where you know Terry Terry's not involved, and then later he can kind of, uh, you know, have a feud with Tommy. Here's an interesting one that just came to mind. I would, 
We've seen the Dudleys with the Eliminators and, and the Gangsters. That's been done to death like every week, I think. I feel like we've been watching that. Uh, yeah. What if we did the Dudleys Open Challenge? And to answer that challenge would be none other than Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome as a team. You know, two Ooh. big rivals that have, you know, beaten each other up with chairs and tables. Put them in the ring with the Dudleys and see what kind of dynamic that would bring. Wow. Very cool. Okay, let's let's do this. WrestleMania this year, Seth Rollins is having uh, a, a match against, yep. we don't know, but it'll be announced then. Yep. What if WrestleMania 13, a certain wrestler from the WWF roster, you pick it, maybe Shawn Michaels because he wanted that WrestleMania moment, and he showed up in WrestleMania 13, uh, and then maybe he gets his, his opponent announced. Or, or you pick any wrestler, but the, the opponent has to be from ECW. Who would you keeping pick the current, from WWF? Keeping that current WrestleMania card? For thirteen, I mean, yeah. you can you can uh, you can switch it up or you can keep it current. Um, let's let's use our imagination here. Okay. So WWF guy versus a, an unannounced ECW appearance. Okay. Well, I wouldn't do Shawn Michaels because okay, uh, Shawn Michaels lost his smile and it took a while for him to recover from that. So um, if anyone, I would do Jerry Lawler because he had some involvement with ECW. Okay, and. Wrestling Jerry Lawler at WrestleMania. Um, either Tommy Dreamer or Taz. Probably Taz. Yeah. I would Very have Taz cool. debut at WrestleMania 13 against Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler's open challenge to any, you can even promote it. Jerry Lawler's open challenge to anyone from ECW at WrestleMania. Very cool. And then Taz was to be the one to accept. Yeah, I could see and, that and, and, getting him and it over also, big time it, too. It also it also helps Lawler putting over Taz and building up Taz for his match with Sabu at the pay per view. You can have a run in with Sabu maybe at the end, and then you hype up their pay per view on WrestleMania. You know, after Taz just destroyed Lawler, him and Sabu have a fucking stare down, and then the rest of the ECW guys come out to break it up like they've been doing on the ECW TV, and then. Jim Ross is like, you know, folks, you're going to have to order Barely Legal ECW pay-per-view on April the 13th to see Taz and Sabu finally locking up. God damn. Oh, my God. Good God almighty. That could have been perfect. You know perfect what I mean? Perfect way of booking and intertwining the two companies with this uh, storyline yeah. that they've had going on. You give them exposure on the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I could so, definitely see that happening. That, that, that would That would have been pretty cool. I, I would yeah. have gotten behind that. That would have probably made WrestleMania a little bit more interesting that year, aside from the Austin Brett submission match. Yeah, but that, what the uh, heck real... is Raven and Terry Funk doing? He just put Baby in the corner. Like, well, <laughs> Terry Funk is 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 mocking Raven. He's saying, "I love my dad. I'm not like you. <laughs> I'm not a punk <laughs> like you." <laughs> God I'm damn it! I love my father. Yeah. My daddy. My daddy used to help me ride horses on the ranch in Amarillo. He took care of me. He gave me attention. Not like your pathetic scorpine swine sucking egg dog whore of a father. Oh, big kick there. Fuck you. Get up and fight me. He said, get out. Is that the best you can do? Stand up, you stupid old man. He's fucking laying into him here. And he does the fucking Raven pose and everything. And he said, Raven's I'll do just... it better and evermore. He said, I'm better than you. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice little wow. way to end the show. A little brawl backstage, kind of foreshadowing what we could see at the yeah, Barry Legal pay-per-view. These this guys is... tearing it up. Uh, I, I want to see them go at it, you know? Definitely. Yeah, they didn't have a, they didn't have a, 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 a long enough match at that, at that pay-per-view. Uh, that's for no. sure. But, um, yeah, this watch-along is coming to an end here on Marking Out Today's Extreme Watch-Alongs. Thank you all so very much for joining us as we uh, we head into WrestleMania weekend here. Um, before, we, uh, before we go, Kobe, um, yes. what are you looking forward to most with WrestleMania weekend? Uh, What's the one thing honestly, that, like, you, you're, like, you're going to, like, definitely go out of your way to watch? It's Stone Cold. Okay. Uh, no, no matter what. I mean, that's the thing. Even even my fiance is just like, she's like, I heard Stone Cold's gonna be at WrestleMania this weekend. Can we watch it? And I was like, Oh, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, look at yeah that. absolutely. Nice. 
My actually, it's funny. My wife, my wife wants to watch WrestleMania with me too. She, you know, originally, you know, I, I, I actually used. To Look at us now. We we could have never dreamed this twenty years ago. I know, right? We were, yeah, finding a woman that actually wants to sit and watch wrestling with us. You know, yeah. No, it's wild. It is. It is wild. I've, I've told the story before about my wife and when we met. And, you know, she was she was kind of into wrestling, but she's kind of fallen out of it. Even before the pandemic, she was just kind of like and eh, with it. But, um, yeah, actually, we're going to watch it together ourselves at least night one. And then night two, I'm going to host and have some people over because I feel like night two's card is a little stronger than night one, even with yeah. the addition of Stone Cold. But, um, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. You know, it's WrestleMania weekend. You know, I, 14 hours of WrestleMania. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. No, I mean, yeah, they, they have the, the, the two-hour pregame show. Then they have, like, the three-hour card. Uh, each night, but then you've got the NXT show, which is a matinee show on a Saturday. It's uh, oh. starting at like twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Right uh, on. So uh, that, that and that card looks pretty solid too. Dolph Ziggler with uh, Braun Breaker, Rick Steiner's kid. Um, the, uh, there's going to be a ladder match for a North American title. So yeah, this uh, Walters wrestling on the show. Gunther, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Um, the Hall of Fame's Friday night. Uh, Undertaker going in. That should be a lot of fun. Steiners, Vader, uh, Queen Charmel. Action-packed weekend. And yeah. there's a lot of promotions, too. Uh, Impact has their multiverse of mega matches. And yep. then we have Ring of Honor as well. Super, Super Card of Honor. Honor, yep. That's going to be going on, too. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that there's going to be some AEW surprises. Uh, Tony Khan has said that um, don't leave Super Card of Honor early because you're going to regret it. You're going to be disappointed. So um, we might see... Um, Maybe the maybe the official relaunch of Ring of Honor under the Tony Khan banner with this show. Um, Could be. WrestleCon's got a bunch of stuff going on, and of course it'll be the normal, you know, AEW uh, Rampage. And actually, Rampage is going head to head. I think with uh, there's a lot going on Friday night. You got Rampage Friday night. You got Supercard of Honor Friday night. They're going head. Tony Khan's putting his two organizations head to head with each other. Plus SmackDown, and then the Hall of Fame. I mean, Friday. Yeah. Friday's going to be loaded, you know, and then Saturday and then Sunday. It's going to be it's going to be wild. It's definitely going to be wild. It's 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 the one weekend a year where like you can be, you know, wrestling owns this weekend. Wrestling fans yeah. own this weekend, and that's you know that that's the coolest thing about it. You can have any other week of the year, any other weekend of the year, but when it's WrestleMania weekend and and all different promotions are putting out their stuff and 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 kind of piggybacking off of the WrestleMania success, you can't beat it. It's just it's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. I'm actually I'm looking forward to the Briscoes and FTR. Yes, that should uh, yeah, that be should be a really good match. Hell of a match. I'm 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 intrigued to see what Pat McAfee does. I think he's gonna I honestly I think I mean, he's I'm gonna a, I have been impressed with him in the ring. Yeah, I think he's gonna I, I, I think he's gonna steal it. I think it's gonna be and there's there's rumors that Shane McMahon's gonna be in town. Um, after his, uh, his his Royal Rumble uh, debacle with behind the scenes. Um, so it wouldn't be surprised if he was involved in that match. There's also the rumor of Cody Rhodes being the mystery guy against Seth Rollins. So um, there's a lot to look forward to. What are you looking to... forward to the most? I'm, I'm inter- uh, Roman and the most? Um... Let's draw on you and that you can't miss, like you said. So, I mean, I, I think it's a tie between like it's a, it's a three-way tie between Undertaker going in the Hall of Fame, Austin with that Kevin Owens segment, and probably Roman and Brock. Yeah. Those are probably the three things I, like, I can't miss. Um, and I'll be working Friday night, so I won't be able to get to see the Hall of Fame. Uh, and then I work Saturday morning. Uh, I, took some, I, I, I used some of my personal time to, to, to get off my shift to work WrestleMania, but uh, I'm picking up some other shifts to, to, to keep the money flowing in the Rosenbluth household. But, yeah, so uh, it's going to be it's it's going to be a lot of fun. WrestleMania weekend's always fun. Really looking forward to it. So um, if if what you're watching on TV ain't doing it for you, then come check out the shows here this weekend. We got the this show here, April 1st, 97, Extreme Watch-Alongs, as well as the, the week prior, the March 25th one, that's going to be dropped this weekend or already have been dropped. Uh, we got... WrestleMania 8 bonus show, WrestleMania 3 watch along with Steamboat and Savage. All the great content, bonus content over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Search Retromania with a W. You can find this show and all the great shows of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on any podcasting platform available by searching Retromania with a W. And I think 
Kobe, I think it's about this time, unless you got anything yep. else you need to plug. Nope. I think it's time that we uh, we we send it off here and we we enjoy WrestleMania weekend. Too sweet.